Welcome to Dynamic Duos. I'm Tiffany Crivelli, and today we have a very special bonus episode. In just a few moments, you'll be hearing from John Wick Chapter 4 director Chad Stahelski, who's joined by Scott Atkins, who plays Killa Harkins in the same film. In the past, Chad worked as a stunt performer and coordinator, while Scott has experience with kickboxing and martial arts. The passion and excitement they bring to this conversation is contagious, so get yourself ready for this action-packed episode of Dynamic Duos. So here with Scott Atkins. Hello, Chad. How are you? Good, buddy. How's things? Pretty good. I tell you what, I remember being with you in South Africa, and you just finished directing John Wick 1, and I asked you how it went, and you said... I really don't know. I may never direct anything again because yeah, I think it could be terrible. Down on, what is it, Brothers Grimsby, Sony movie? I think, yeah, uh, you were second unit directing Brothers Grimsby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had finished John Wick and um, Dave Leach and I were so so broke afterwards that we had to go take second unit jobs because we hadn't worked in almost a year and a half it took to do the first Wick. I think I bumped into you down in Cape Town. Yeah. I think for all the people listening, I mean, how long have I, uh, how long have we known each other? I think we met... A couple uh, of years before that. Well, I, I do know that you saw Boy uh, Undisputed 2 on the theater mm. in L.A. I wasn't there. couldn't get over from England. But probably that was the first time you ever saw me, maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. And then I think so. But I, you had I think around 2010 like, we met. I think you might be right. Uh, it was like 2009, yeah. 2010. You'd done all the Matrixes and we're into all the second unit stuff. But you'd already done a couple Undisputed. I know you'd worked with JJ before. I think you'd worked with Marco before, right? Yeah, JJ was the fight coordinator for Undisputed too. That's probably why he went to watch the movie. And um, yeah, but you were saying that you, you didn't know if the film was going to be any good and that, that boggles my mind. Yeah, and, like, it was I, amazing. I, I think you're right. Back in the time, again, for all the people listening, like that was we started doing John Wick. We started prepping it in 2012. We shot it in 2013. It was released in 2014. So that was still in the height of, I think, Born 3 had just come out. I think we we're still yeah. in, the, in, the, in the Born models. Taken had just come out. Taken 1, I think. Um, I'm not sure the exact time of that. But it was a different kind of, of, of style back then. It was a lot of shaky cam, like all the Born stuff. It was a lot of fast editing. The superhero movies had just kind of started to take off a little bit. You know, it was just a different time, you know. The Matrix wave had been over. Um, like wire work wasn't really in vogue. It was getting a little bit more gritty. And the choreography was a little bit more grounded, I guess. And then, um, again, a lot of handheld, a lot of phonetic or very fast editing. So we had this idea of doing it, you know, just trying to do studio method of like almost like a dance film with being very elaborate shots, very simple camera moves, but long. And I think that kind of tripped people out a little bit. We finished it and we had shot it that way because we didn't have any time. Right. So we'll do a long dolly shot. And we knew from the Matrix series, the Matrix trilogy, that Keanu had a very good memory. And we all know in choreography, memory is a very key thing that most people don't talk about. But no matter how good a puncher or a kicker somebody is, if they can't remember five to ten moves, they're not much good. You know, so it's not really about fighting. It's about dancing, really. Um, So we had done this whole thing. And just because you stay wide and you do longer shots it appears slower to you. So I think everybody was so used to, to seeing that fast cut, 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 that when we watched our stuff, yeah. you know, the reaction of a lot of in-house people was, why does it look so slow? Why, oh my God, this doesn't Is, is that really what they were saying about the John Wick style? Oh my God, we had so many notes back. Why does he look so slow? Why is the choreography so slow? Why is he just throwing people? And, you know, the initial... Uh, what was it? Some of the notes we had gotten back from the early screenings were, why does there have to be so many headshots? You can't have so many headshots. You got to cut out more of the headshots. And we're just like, 
we can't, there's nothing to cut to. We didn't shoot anything tight. Like it was just the shot that you see in John Wick of him going through the club. And like, that's the shot. There's no, there's no other footage. There's no like, Oh, we could have done something. No, that's, that's the shot. We just, we rolled the dice and went, look, we got less than 50 days to get through this. We have a lot to do. We're just going to do one, two takes, get through one, two take get through just till we get all the extras and background. Right. So long story short, we got done with that. It wasn't very in vogue at the time. So by the time we showed it, I think, again, the in-house people we had checking it out were less, wow, this is slow. It's not going to work. Why is it so many headshots? Why does it have to be? Why is he taking time to reload? It was all, all the things that we now think are really cool about John Wick, the longer takes, the elaborate choreography, the, the dance likeness of it, the, the, the judo, the aikijitsu, the jiu-jitsu of it, the ground fighting. By nature, it's slower than punches and kicks and having to reload and do all the tricky stuff. That was considered bad <laughs> when we started showing it. But you, did you think it was – you must have known that they were wrong. Or are you questioning it? No, I yeah. loved it. I was trying to get it. Uh, we, we had developed all this close quarter gun work and reloading and chamber checking and this tying together of, of hand-to-hand with, with close quarter fireworks. We had it actually a few years before John Wick, but we tried to sell it in some of the other projects we were working on as action choreographers. Yeah. And everybody said, I saw some of those previses. I saw some of those previses and it blew my mind. Exactly. Almost three years before the movie, we had that. We were working on that stuff in the gym, but no one wanted it because they all said it was too slow and it was too goofy and no one wanted to shoot that many people. How crazy is that? Because the thing is, Chad, and I don't know whether you agree with this or not, but for me, the John Wick style of action, it changed action design. And it's not often that something like that happens. You know, Jackie Chan puts Kung Fu comedy in with Young Wu Ping and you get right. a new style of action. John Wu brings his style of gunplay. It's a new style of action. Michael Mann. John Wick redefined action and everyone had to copy it from there on. <laughs> and it's not easy to do that. And, and you and the 8711 team did it. And yeah, they couldn't think, see that. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I look at it. I mean, that's very nice. It's Thanks true, though. For saying that. I mean, it's always nice when you feel like you, you've influenced the, the stuff that you or the genre that you love. And I truly do love it. I don't know if it's redefining. It's opening the doors a little bit. I think it's people say reinventing, redefining, whatever you want to do. I just think we just opened an avenue. You know, instead of turning left, we just turned right. Now people know what that potential is. And, uh, you know, I guarantee the next the next team or the next group or the next choreographer, you know, they, they'll build off us hopefully. And it'll be something new. They'll put punching and kicking in a different way. They'll do something different. Like it, it's all, it's like fashion, right? There's always fads and there's directions and there's people that see it from a different perspective. There's nothing we did that didn't already exist in the, in the martial art community or the choreography community. We just came at it from a different perspective and used our strengths and weaknesses from a different spot. You know, that's that's ingenuity, right? So hopefully people will take that and either creatively or because of necessity, because of the cast they have or the limitations or the assets they have, they'll come up with something else. So again, I don't know if it's so much of a reinvention as a discovery or rediscovery of stuff that already was there and just from a different perspective. You know, you move different than I move. I move differently than this. Keanu will move differently than Matt Damon. Matt Damon will move differently than Hugh Jackman. If you have good choreographers or a good team or a good action director or a good director, that understands what they're working with, the assets they have and highlight those and take the limitations and make strengths out of them. Like we didn't have a lot of time or money. So we had to come up with moves that didn't rely on missing or camera angles or fast editing. 
So that was all our hand to hand or grappling stuff. But, you know, we made that a strength, but it was actually a limitation. And, you know, I think the next group or the next team or the next creative element that takes that, that works in action, they're going to do their best with it. You know, we just happen, you know, right time, right place, right people, you know, just kind of got lucky a little bit. And the stuff with the guns where you're putting the gun right against somebody's head and shooting, uh, you know, doing a headshot. Was that something you had to develop for John Wick 1 or was it already something being implemented in other films? Yeah, that's a really good point, Scott. Like if this movie were 10 years prior, you know, 10 years before we did it, we just didn't have the the, the technology both with firearms and, and CGI to put the safe muzzle flashes in and do the compositions we do and make sure the weapons are safe because a real blank can still, can still seriously hurt, even kill someone. So to develop the kind of plug guns that we have that can still eject, but nothing comes out the barrel so they're super safe basically making the gun a prop and not a real firearm anymore. No, that that's something fairly new that's been around for, you know, since a little bit right before the first John Wick, 2012, 2013. And then since we've modified the technology for our shotguns, our assault weapons, all, all the stuff to make it super safe. So there's no real firearms really going off anywhere near anybody. I think that that's a good thing to bring up too. You know, that's why you see back in the old movies, right? You got a close up on the guy shooting the gun. Then you got the reverse of the stunt guy or the actor taking the hit. They yeah. couldn't tie them together, at least not within 15 to 20 feet. Yeah. was like the safe distance. And even then you had to aim off center. And you remember back then, firearms was a whole different And then thing. it's one thing to choreograph it in the gym with a plastic gun. But yeah, exactly. Like in the movie, you can't have a plastic gun. It's got to look like it really works. Well, that's the thing, so. right? You've been on enough shows. Like if the director's not part of the stunt team or the stunt design, it's just like any other department. If your director's not part of the wardrobe department, if he's not part of the production design department, he's not part of the special or visual effects department, you know, you really can't bitch when you get to set and something's not your way. I mean, it's the director's job to get involved in all nine to 12 departments, depending on the type of show you're on, and vest himself into understanding it. You know, I came up with the Wachowskis and they didn't know anything about Kung Fu. They were just fans of it till, you know, they get the yeah. Matrix gig. They just find out, okay, who's the best choir? Who's the person we can learn from? They didn't go, who's the best second unit guy that can do our job for us? They went, who's the best? <laughs> With John Wick, you know, I got to be involved in it a lot. So we already knew, you know, I knew Keanu really well. We knew how he moved. We knew his strengths. We knew our weaknesses as directors and stuff. So we could plan everything to go along with that style. It's one thing if your director never shows up to rehearsals and it doesn't get your production designer involved. You know, how many times have you, you know, choreographed something in the gym, a nice big open gym with all your cardboard boxes and your stunt guys? And, you know, you tell them you want the breakaway table, you tell them you want the breakaway glass, then you show up on set and like the table's nowhere near what you need. <laughs> the window's too far open or it's too small. And the director's like, I don't know, where should we put camera, Scott? Like, yeah, that's part of the course on one of my movies. Uh, yeah. And then you're like, okay, you know, how are we expected to make our day? You know, like I have my team out, everybody there months ahead of time. So we show up on the day, we still have a little time to put things together. I mean, you saw in John Wick, it seems like we're choreographing on the spot, but all we're really doing is putting the moves together that we already know because I can't just go out and put together, uh, you know, a 40,000 square foot club or, you know, 200 cars in rehearsals. So we do the best we can at getting the pieces or the, the sequences yeah. together. And then we break them up. And then on the day we figure out what the motivation, the energy and kind of put it together. And also my big secret is, you know, I hire you, <laughs> I get Marco, I get guys that are so versed in choreography well, yeah. that it's lifting, you know, Keanu and my other cast members way up. And I know I can have that creative freedom to create on the day and not just be locked into a piece of choreography that I did four months before in the gym. That's why I always feel stale. Well, I didn't realize we were going to be doing it Hong Kong style. Well, you say, see, the spot. 
it, it seems Hong Kong style, which is truly making up on the day. We know the pieces. Exactly. Like there's nothing we did on the day with you or with Keanu that we hadn't rehearsed before. We knew it. It's just, okay, we had a, a loose plan, but like you get the crowd, you get the energy, you get the music. And then, you know, when we yeah. see you in the suit and we get, okay, this is the vibe. You start laughing and like, I, I don't think you should ever stop creating. I don't think you should lock like a fight. You, you lock it right before we shoot. Two months later, we get into the sequence and this is what we're doing. Yes, you should always keep it safe. Yes, you should keep it. But yes, you should have the option to expand because you guys get better. You put the suits on. It's it's ruminated in your head a little bit. And like, you know, when you walked out in that suit and we're doing the fight, you know, before the waterfall, before he gets on top of you, you know, you see how you move and the way you're acting it, it changes the choreography. It's no longer just Scott Atkins and Keanu Reeves doing a piece of fight scene in the gym. Now I got Killer Harkin out there, this guy, and you're acting up. You're like, and you're getting this persona going. I'm like, oh, we got to do a bear hug. We got it like, it kind of speaks yeah. to you. And like, I just saw you going like that when you started moving with him. Like, oh, we got to drag him up the stairs. Like, I, I want you to, I want this guy to dominate John Wick. I want him to feel like it's in your world. Yeah, brute force. So the yeah. fight we had wasn't quite hitting those beats. So I'm like, okay, this is where you're just going to manhandle and drag him up the stairs. You know, that's what's fun. And then about throw it. a nice spin hook kick in to bring a bit of flash back in. Well, you got to, right? But the martial like, arts, the, the martial arts in, the, in all the John Wick films, like, because the films are over the top. You know, he's fallen off the building, he's surviving. There's cars going past, they never stop. The film is over the top, but yet the martial arts is is not, in my opinion, the martial arts is all reality-based, very down-to-earth. Yeah. And the reason for that is just so you can do it in a a wide shot and everyone can be in unison together. I I think that's physically a good thing. That's a a grounding, but it's tonal. I know I can have ninjas and guys on motorcycles and horses and dogs biting crotches and hidden worlds with gamblers with lighting schemes that have no reason to exist. I just think um, I think if I keep certain things grounded, like all the actors in John Wick, all you guys and all the characters think they belong in the movie. They don't know it's a movie. They're playing it like this world exists. Like Keanu's character, John Wick, yeah. firmly believes that this world is real. The reason I ground it is like, okay, if I did the exact same crazy world building stuff with say like fast and furious over the top physics zone exists action, I think yeah. it would jump the shot. I think it'd be too much. Yeah. Or matrix wire work type stuff. So through you guys doing, you know, the, the real motion or the grounded martial arts per se that grounds it in that little bit of reality and that little bit of physics that I need to pull off all the other stuff. So the way you guys move with the choreography is my anchor. And then it allows me to go a little bit big with the world building, you know, vice versa. I could do less, less world building and do a little bit more Wuja style martial arts. I mean, there's a formula too. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. We just figured if we went so crazy with the world building, we take every little opportunity with the action to ground it when we can. Do you think if you direct another movie that isn't in the John Wick universe, you would go a bit more outlandish with the action or, or you like it to be uh, authentic? down to earth martial arts you know what i i i don't know it, it it would depend like if i was doing you know like uh you know we're slated to to develop ghost of shishima which is a big samurai kind of thing that i'd almost look to ground a little bit more and still keep some dynamic choreography in it but then again if if you and i were to get together and we're doing you know a sci-fi outlander take on high noon in space yeah, I'd go a little bit crazier yeah. and find stuff. I don't. It's always it, it's it's you take it from the character and the world creation aspect, and then you kind of find the the action that's going to fit the best. There's a combination or a tone where you and I do like a, a born version, 
but we make it Wuja style wire work and stuff. There's that version. There's a version where it's really gritty and real where every punch means something like both are, you know, directorial choices. And I think they both yield interesting products. You know? well, one thing I, that's been bothering me, <laughs> not bothering me, but I wanted to know when it comes to my character, did you think, oh, I want to put Scott in this, but I need to do something different. Let's put him in a fat suit. Or did you come up with the character and then think who can play this? Oh, I think maybe Scott can. Which way around was it? Oh, no. I've been dying to work with you since the first John Wick. We've we've almost worked together, I don't know, like seven years. And whether your schedule or our schedule or something like that. But the other thing, too, is like, yeah, you you, you see Scott Atkins, right? You see the demo. You see all the moves. You're like, oh. Too good looking, is it, Chad? Too good looking. Well, no. <laughs> well, yes, in a way. But like. In the, in the earlier Wicks, like what you go down the, the similar thing. Okay, so it's a Keanu Reeves movie. We got these Russian gangsters, right? So, all right, well, you know, Michael Nyquist wasn't going to do, wasn't say to do a big action sequence. He was just going to do this. So we need some of the heavies. So you get like Daniel Bernhardt and some of the other guys in to do that. And then you go John Wick 2 and like we had Common. And like you're looking for the place to, to put in the heavy, right? The Scott Atkins, yeah. you know, advanced yeah. stunt character role. And it never felt... Like it filled your appetite. You never felt satiated. I just didn't want to come in and go, hey, Scott, come in and do this. You're going to say two lines and then you're going to do the big fight scene with Keanu. Like, yeah, I've been there. That felt like, okay, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a typical action movie where, okay, Scott, you're going to do this. You're going to come in. You're going to be the bad guy's bad guy. You're going to be the leader of the gang. That's cool. I could, you know, that's a, that's a solid formula, but we just wanted more. And I knew in the, in the Wick world, we could create whole things, whole storylines about this. Again, by the time we get to number four, now you've kind of, you know, like when Marco walks on screen as Chidi, I mean, you see Marco, he's swarmy looking. He's got the chops, you know, he's got the big barrel chest. Like, you you know when Marco walks on. Like, what Marco knows, we know, we all know, okay, this is a heavy. You know it's about to go down. Yeah, we kind of get that. And that's why I held off on Marco doing something for so long. I wanted to introduce him and make you think, like, what is this guy doing? And then, boom, he pops. And that, that's what's good. So by having Marco do that role, I could balance it out with some of the other heavies, whether it's Akira or Donnie or, or Hiroyuki. And then I had you. And again, if I put you in the suit and showed off your abs and your amazing pecs, like it, it, it's just another, okay, you know what's coming. I wanted the audience not to see this coming at all. Yeah. So partly to do that is not just put you in prosthetics, but do a – you know, do this seven-page dialogue scene beforehand where the audience completely forgets that this guy is a bagger, where they completely forget not even a chance of thinking this guy is going to move. And then when you move, it's even a comedy thing. Like you get shot in the ass and you're like laughing. Like no one's expecting this guy to kick the shit out of John Wick. So that whole 10-minute yeah. setup was just to get the audience to go, there's no way, like who is this guy? And then when you see him throw the first roundhouse kick and then you see him do the spin hook kick, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And then hopefully I wanted them to dig in and go do the extra little research, just like we do with the graffiti and the songs and the the references of the film. I wanted everybody or all our action fans to get back on IMDb and go killer. Holy shit. That was Scott Atkins. Like I can't, that's mind blowing. That was Scott. Biggest compliment. And like it's work because every, every review, every interview I get, they're going, Oh my God, that was Scott. I mean, my God, he did, you know, five pages of dialogue. He carried the scene. He was the funniest part about the movie. And he can throw a wicked spinning hook kick. I mean, that's the, that's the double whammy. That's what we wanted. You the know? biggest compliment for me is when people know him in the film and they're waiting for me to come on and <laughs> Killer has been and gone and died and they're still like waiting for Scott Atkins. Where's Scott Atkins? 
And I just yeah. think that's, uh, you know, so thank you. I mean, not, not a lot of cast people would have been up for that gig. I think a lot of people listening might, might understand the subversion of that, of, of, of hiding your face and all that. But like, it's, it's, I don't think they realize how much work goes into the prosthetics. I mean, what was that? Three, four hours a morning, yeah, three and a half hours. And then now it's taken. I mean, off. that's a, that's a lot for two weeks of just solid getting in there, sitting in that incredibly warm prosthetic suit, giving the I was dialogue. Like, well, if this is what I've got to do to get in a John Wick film, then I guess <laughs> this is what I've got to do. But no, I really did enjoy the opportunity to create a good character. And it's a good talking point for the film as well, isn't it? You know, it's not just, as you no, say, turning up and... That's what I mean. It's, it's, it's not just the guy doing the fight scene. It's the character. I mean, you know, the poster of, of the character poster of Killa is one of my favorite. It's in my other office. It's just, it makes me laugh every time we go in. It's probably the most pushed character we've ever done in a John Wick. That's why we love him so much. You know, he's got the purple suit like Samuel Hung and S. Pushed, you mean, what do you mean by pushed? Well, it's, it's the most, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, in any, any great comic book, you've got that big villain, you know, it's, it's, it, it's probably the most mustache twirling guy we have in John Wick, but he's also got, you know, one of the biggest performances of any of our bad guys we've ever had. You know, he, he's carrying, did you think it'd be as funny as it was? I I was hoping, but you don't know. You just don't know. Like you're thinking, Oh my God, did I I don't remember us having a conversation about, Oh, this needs to be like a little bit of a, it can be funny with this. I don't think we, you said that to me. But no, no, no. I, 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 I always do it the same way. I'm like, okay, Scott, you're going to play this dead straight. Like this guy really – it's the same thing. I want you to play this guy yeah. like the nutcase he is. Don't try to be funny. And it, it just naturally yeah. because of the, the, the backstory and the, the, um, the character development that you went through with him, it just comes across as funny. Like this guy's larger than life. Yeah. That's kind of how we wanted him. And I think the way you played him – just with the laugh and everything else, there's plenty that's interesting without trying to be funny. Like just by his nature, he's good. And I think that's what works so well about him. That's why I think riding the line like you did and not trying to be funny is what makes him so funny. <laughs> like every time well, that guy comes on street, the audience kind of laugh. character. What's that? I enjoyed playing the character so much. Oh, are you kidding? Like that, every, uh, I mean, how many, across. how many premieres? I think we went to seven premieres and like four other screenings during our two week publicity tour. And every time that guy goes, it must be Christmas, everybody laughs. It's, you know, his laugh is infectious. And I think that's, you know, of course, you know, in the second act, that's the little push we needed. So you don't see that guy in every movie. Oh, yeah, so. I was, uh, yeah, because I, I would think, well, how, did, how did this work out for me? Why did he have to put me in a fat suit? But no, I did love it and I enjoyed playing the character. Well, it's like any, like I said, it's always subversion, right? Like people go to the movies to get people out of their seat nowadays is a big deal. You can do kind of a crummy or a get it done action movie that'll go on a streamer that people are happy to watch at home. And they might even enjoy it more at home because they don't have to put the same kind of effort in or they're more comfortable. But to get to do action, especially like a fight or a martial art movie that doesn't have, you know, F-18s going on or blowing shit up or superheroes everywhere. it You have to be a little subversive. You have to be interesting. You have to be a little bit spectacle. You have to show people something that they want to see in a different way, I guess, like to get a, a, like if we were to do, you know, a $50 million action movie that relied on martial art choreography, it'd have to be pretty special. I think to get a lot of people off the couch, especially with a family or a date or something like that to go and see, you know, a, a, a small to medium action budget movie in the theater. 
So, you know, in John Wick, our, our theory was, okay, we're going to throw, we're going to try to make everything interesting. The color, the lighting, the set pieces, the characters, the wardrobe, even the weapon choices we use, the choreography, bow and arrow, shotgun. Th- we're just going to try the camera angles, every element, every piece of the mise-en-scene of, of the film, we're going to tweak 10 degrees to the left or 10 degrees. So we're going to make it all stand out. So you think you've seen it, but you haven't seen it like this. And that was the mentality behind it. And that goes into the character. Like, yes, you've seen the stunt guy fight or the tough guy or the big muscly guy fight. But have you seen the guy in the purple suit fight? <laughs> have you seen the the really tall guy fight? Have you seen the really big guy fight? Have you seen, you know, a fight on a staircase? Have you seen in waterfalls? We're just trying to make it more interesting for the audience. It makes them go, oh, there's something about that I need to go see. Whether it's a cinematography or even Tyler Bates' score, we're trying to make it feel more atmospheric, more ethereal, more special to get you out of your seat and go see it. That doesn't always rely on money. That's just trying to be creative and show off, you know, a little bit of, of creativity in a way we want to do it. I mean, you love martial arts like I love martial arts, but, you know, sometimes yeah. they don't all play well enough for camera. Or how do you do a great jujitsu straight ground grappling film? Well, all right, let's, let's do it underwater. Or let's do it with spear guns. Or let, you know, what's the cool way of making this thing work that we haven't seen before yeah. in a combination? And I think that's going to be the challenge with a lot of us in the next couple of years. Like, how do we get people off their couches to the theater mm-hmm. to see great martial arts choreography, to see great stuff like we used to back in the day? Some of succeeded with John Wick 4. So yeah. So, like, you know, what's the really interesting part, man? Like, what are we going to do next? You know, like, how do we I take know, it in yeah. another direction? How do we keep people interested? I don't know how you're going to top John Wick 4. I've got to well, be honest. You know, maybe it it's not topping it. Maybe it's, on again, another level. You know, it's finding a redirection. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I'd like to see, I'd like to see you do something. I'd like to see what, what's the sci-fi version? What's the, the sword version? What's the modern day Zatoichi version of, of all these different things to do? You know what I mean? Like, I think there's still room for us to grow, especially when we still have yeah. some great cast people out there that, you know, mainstream audiences might not see. Like, it was great to use Marco you know, and introduce people. To yes. him. I, I don't think a lot of people were familiar with his work and he's fantastic. Daniel Bernhardt yourself. He's amazing. You know, in the Gary film, Daniels yeah. is out there. Mark Dacascus is out there. there. There's a whole wave of, of people out there that I don't think mainstream is really familiar with or haven't had the chance yet. And I think there's with the right directors and the right team behind them. I think we can really expand it out. I mean, when's the last time you saw a great Wuja film, you know, great, you know, wire work, something like crouching tiger, you know, it's been, it's been a minute, yeah. you know, it's been 20 years, isn't it? Exactly. So I think audiences everywhere. Well, I haven't seen like, the new Donnie Yen one yet. You know, yeah, uh, Sakura, you know. I've seen it. it yeah. It's fantastic. Donnie comes at it from a different angle. I think it's an, a very interesting film. You know, I think, you know, watching Donnie do yeah, anything is always that. impressive. But I think he's taken some real risks with that and having directed I, I, it, it's a it's a good watch. I, I would firmly recommend it because he, he tried a few different things with that as well. But, uh, you know, we, you know, we've fallen into our, our mode, modus operandum, you know, um, in Asia, whether it's Korean cinema, Japanese cinema, or Chinese or Hong Kong cinema, they, we've all got our genres that we're good at. And it's always that next push, right? What's the next push? Who's going who's gonna to borrow, beg, and steal from another genre to bring it into that one? That's what's going to be really interesting. Something that sticks out for me with the John Wick movies, all of them, is obviously the cinematography and the set design. But because you're coming from the stunt world, and I know you're looking at everything equally because you have to as the director, but you are ultimately a martial artist coming from stuntland. How do you weigh up, like, I want to do more choreography, especially the first film. If you don't have enough time to get the choreography you want, 
but you want it to look a certain way, you need to give the DP time. Yeah. Which would you give up first, the martial arts choreography or, or the cinematography? Well, that, that's always the trick, right? I mean, how many, how many martial arts movies have we all done where the biggest bitch is like, you know, the choreography is cool, but no one really goes to see your movie because the sound is – remember the old, old, old Hong Kong movies before? Like the sound was off, the dub is off. You know, it looks like yeah. it was shot on, on a bad video camera. But the choreography is amazing. And you're like, oh, my God, I watched this thing 100 times. Yeah, it's flat. Yeah, but it's flat. And, like, you know, we, we all can go down those roads from the 80s and stuff and what that was. But that's the thing with my films, Chad, you see, because I don't have a lot of time, a lot right. of the time. And I really want to deliver on the action because I know I've got a fan base that expects that. Yeah. But of course, you don't want to step on all over the cinematographer's shoes. But at the end of the day, when there's not enough time, what do you do? It's a no, conundrum. You're, you're, you're exactly right. And that's all, believe me, that was probably on the top two or three things we had to think about when we were developing John Wick. But again, it, it, it's goal orientation, right? Just like in real martial arts. What's the goal? Okay. We want, we had Keanu Reeves. It was our first shot at directing. We wanted a theatrical. Theatrical at the time was a big long shot, man. Like the chances of us getting a theatrical opening were almost zero. We thought maybe we'd get it. We'd have to sell it internationally. Maybe we'd make it to home video. We'd be, oh, my God, our first. But we made the decision that, you know, we're going to bank on our our expert choreography skills, whatever, that we were going to crack the code, that we were going to somehow get it. So we, we went and we went to Jonathan Sella, who was a cinematographer on the first John Wick, and we begged. We're like, look, we know it. It reads really weird. We know it's an action. We know we're killing a lot of people. But – we're going to commit to making this thing as beautiful as we can. We're going to commit. And, you know, as any cinematographer do, he's looking at us like we're crazy, like we're going to lie to him. Like, like, no, we want to make the prettiest martial art movie ever. And in my mind, I wanted to make the prettiest, the most beautiful martial art project ever. I wanted to make martial arts respectable. I wanted to, you know, get in a theater and wanted people to come out, even the snobbiest of film creators to go, oh, it's a good looking movie. And the martial arts are good, not the other way around. It was a risk. It was an experiment. Mm. Didn't know if we could do it, but we committed. John Sella said, you know, screw it. I'll do it. I trust you guys, but I don't hear any shit. We want to make this pretty. And yes, that was going to be a problem. We actually tried doing punching, kicking, and we tried well, the first sets of first round of choreography stuff that we tried was like we just we, we were trying to sell ourselves on it going, yeah, we, we, we'll have time. We'll figure it out. And then we hit that reality check of what are we thinking? We're never, ever, ever going to be able to shoot this. It just wasn't going to happen. Because you can't get the, the angles wouldn't that have you the, need. Yeah, wouldn't have the time. We you didn't have the, the time setups. to train Keanu to do all the kickboxing and aerial stuff. And accurate, we were going to have to use a double. We're going to have to do coverage. We're just – so luckily through limitation, we decided to try all this really slow – gun food, grappling, long takes. Like, you know, again, I always quote Bob mm-hmm. Fosse and Gwen Vierden for their dance stuff. We're like, okay, we're going to, what's it? We're going to risk it. We're going to see what happens. And we, we did it. So in answer to your question, I had that exact question put to me and it was, okay, how do we do it? And I'd like to think that I kind of did the, the walk the line thing and split your answer. I didn't choose between the two. I just changed the question. <laughs> so if you don't have the answer, right. I'm going to choose cinematography or I'm going to choose choreography. I kind of went, I choose neither. <laughs> I'm going to redo both. So we're going to find a new way to light. We're going to use the tubes. and I'm actually going to see practical lighting. So that's why later right. on in the franchise, when you see all Dan Laus and stuff, 
the lights are in the set. <laughs> so I don't have to hide them. So yeah. I don't have to come up with all these angles that the DP is going to be. And at the same time, I'm going to change the choreography. So it's all close quarter grappling. So I can do longer takes. So I don't lose anything. Does that make yeah. sense? So we kind of changed yeah. both angles to make it Absolutely. work. Now, the real question is, what do I do? And that's what that? gave us the John Wick style as well. Exactly. So now, like, let's say, let's, let's take the, the, the listeners out there through a little experiment. You and I are going to do a movie. I have now Scott Atkins. I have a guy that can kick, do the splits, flip, do all the trick stuff, do the level of action that Scott Atkins fans love, right? Now – We've got limited time, same, same problem, but I've got Scott and we're doing daytime exteriors, right? Like that's it, you know? So I can't use all the tricks I use. That's why all the John Wicks are at night with the tubes and the light so I can see it. Now I've got daytime exterior. I need natural light. We're in big open fields. What do I do with Scott Atkins? And I've only got the same amount of time. That's the next challenge. Okay, so how do I give Scott Atkins fans all the cool twisting, flipping, kicking, intricate choreography that's made – you know, made your style so famous and how do I make it look beautiful to get it into theaters? Like that's the trick. Do we shoot at magic hour? Do we do a digital environment so I can control the sunrise? Do we put it with leaves and we change the environment or do we go, fuck it, Scott, we're going to do overcast skies. We'll do it in the snow. We'll have a blood. Like that's the interesting thing. Like how do we solve that puzzle? And it's not by choosing either one. It's by fucking with everything to make it, you know, something that they haven't seen. I'll get all your stuff. We'll have a snowy field. We'll we'll have the wind blowing so it's dust. So we feel this Kurosawa kind of vibe. We'll have the sun just peeking through the clouds. So now we've got long shadows on the snow. And every time you or the other guy gets hit, we'll have blood on the snow. And the guy will go down and we'll make imprints on the snow. We'll do this drone shot to see all the footprints and how it's leading with the blood trail. Like those are all the elements that you can take. Yeah. Right. But that that's the trick of a good director or a good choreographer, right? It's how do you bend the show of how do I how do I take problems and make them serve me? Like that's the real intricate part of being a good choreographer of the end product. It's not about the choreography. It's not about the lighting. It's not about the set piece. It's about the end product. It's, did I make a sequence that make people get off their butt and get to that theater going, I got to go see this guy. I got to go see this. Now I'll, I'll, I'll be a, a rat bastard and do everything I can. Set piece, lighting, environment, wind, visual, special effects, stunts. I will do whatever it takes to get that end product. And I will mess with all the elements of Miyansan-sen to get there. Most people only think in terms of one or the other, and it's a sacrifice. It shouldn't be a sacrifice. You have to be clever enough to make it a synergistic effect that they all come together and they end up being greater than the whole. You take the top shot in John Wick 4, like that shouldn't be so cool. It's just a top shot. We've been doing them since the beginning of time. I just did it with Dragon's Breath at night. Every couple seconds, the lighting changes you know, we put everything we could on the floor. The floor tiles change. We did blow. We literally got it. Like we threw every little aspect we could from set deck to character to weapons to choreography to camera angle at that sequence to take an ordinary top shot and make it something you haven't seen before. Like that's the attitude we try to approach with choreography. That's what makes a good director, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. So, so you now, got we gotta go, now we got to go do a fight show. scene in the snow. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. Let's get right in. Have you got any favorite action films, Chad? What are your favorite action movies yeah man I, I you know i'm i'm probably like you I, I i like the there's action for action's sake and i got a couple of those you know but then most of What's my action days, for action's sake then like i could go back and watch old kung fu theater all day long and I, i'm fine watching shaw brothers Shaw brothers stuff yeah man i yeah. could watch that stuff i could just zone out and have that on the tv all day long and just sit down and watch a couple Do you of know stuff. i don't like the Shaw brothers stuff do you know I, that 
I can't get into it. There's something about it, man, that, that sucks me in. Not my favorites, but there's something about it I like. Like I could go watch – like I love John, old John Wood. I love The Killer. I love Better Tomorrow, Boat in the Head. I love all yeah. that stuff. I love – you know, I, I just – this last Sunday, man, I, I, I go down the western route. I was, you know, from Outlaw Josie Wales, which is one of my all-time faves. Great oh, yeah. movie. To Pale Rider, to High Plains yeah, Drifter, and then like wrapped that. up with Unforgiven. I mean, I'm a huge Western fan. Yes. The weekend before, I watched, I think, like literally a dozen Zatoichis, just from one right through 12, just straight marathon of Zatoichis with Sintoro yeah. Katsu. Like, I, I just love the old Zatoichis. And then the weekend before, I introduced my... You know, me and my partner were sitting down and she had never seen Seven Samurai. So we did a, a Kurosawa weekend, you know, those are still my yeah. faves. But then you turn on like, I'll, I'll go weird, man. I'll go like Ashes of Time with Wong Kar Wai. And then I'll go to Zhang Yimou okay. for like Hero because I think the lighting on those movies is so fascinating. I just can't believe that Ashes of Time looks so amazing. It's such an intense movie. I think it's completely under. How many films do you watch in a week? I don't sleep much. So I, I that's how I zone out. You know, I'll, I'll probably do, you know, weekends we'll do two or three at least. And then, you know, something wow. a night, you know, I just, that's how I, that's how it relaxes me. I just zone out watching somebody else do way better than I could ever do. It kind of motivates me. You know, you watch House of Flying Daggers. You're like, fuck, I'll never be that good, but I'll try, you know. And then like, I, I, I like Old and stuff. You go watch the original Die Hard and you're just like, Jesus, that's a good Predator. Yeah, Predator. Predator, man. That's one of the best action films ever made for sure. You know, and then, you know, me, the best action, my my favorite action film, and I don't think a lot of people think of it as an action movie, but Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, dude, that that is my all time number one period movie, man. I can watch that. That's my go to. Yeah. There's no fat on that movie, man. Every scene, every bit you love. I love every bit of that movie. It's such an inspiration yeah. to watch that. And like, I think Spielberg is still one of the best uh, directors ever at blocking. He just, every, yeah. it just seems like there's no other way to do it. He did, like that shot is that shot. Everything works. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to have that kind of confidence behind the camera. Like I'm still figuring shit out and that just feels so, his movies always feel so yeah. right. I don't know, man. What else do you watch? It did amazing work on West Side Story. Some of those shots. Yeah, no, I, I music, still use his crane dolly and sliders. Same shit I love to use. Um, yeah. I don't know, man, but then there's all the fun little what's going on in Korean cinema is fantastic. Like, I love old school, man from nowhere, bittersweet life, you know, old boy. I still love that stuff. You know, the Berlin file. Yeah. I think those are all great. Um, City of Violence. You know, it's a Taekwondo kick fest. Yeah. I love, I love, I love yeah. those guys. You know? Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. John uh, Woo, yeah. Those are all, I mean, I, I, I love the genre and you love to kind of mix it up, but like, I, I truly love it. I mean, you can't show me an action movie that, that I can't find something that interests me in, you know, it's, it's fantastic how people interpret it. It's a language, you know, I love to watch Bruce Lee. Oh my God. All those fights. They're so basic. They're so like, it's just, you know, there's nothing flashy there really. No, no. It's it's just impeccable the way he does it. Well, right. Like look, look at choreography, right? Like you, you have. What what's the wow factor in choreography? What's the gag? What's what's as you know, like the dance choreographers say, like Foster said, what's the theme? What what's the gig, right? You have Bruce Lee that can do something so simple like a punch or a backhand, but he does it better than everyone else on the planet. So watching him do the simplest motion better than you've ever seen, that's the gag, right? One kick, one punch at a time. That's amazing. Or then you have the intricacies of Jet Lee, because you've never seen people move quite that well. Like all the different kung fu styles yeah. molded together in this intensity. Okay, there's that style too. So it's 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 the guy, right? It's the skill level. Then you have 
choreography where maybe you don't have a Bruce Lee or a Jackie Chan or a Jet Li, but you have an individual doing cool stuff. Those are superheroes. You know, Western cinema is mostly like that. It's just Clint Eastwood saying one line and drawing that gun and like, that's all you need to go. Okay, you've created a moment. I still remember mo- like when I double Keanu on the first Matrix you know, we learned the dojo fight. We learned the, the subway fight and we had the bullet time. Like I was there for months learning those things. Like in Matrix 2, that park fight was over 550 moves. All the guys had to remember. I can still do probably like 90% of it. I still got it memorized, yeah. like all that. But what do you remember from the first Matrix? I can add like you're a, you're a master choreographer. You're a master martial art performer. I'll bet you're right. You, you watch the first Matrix, right? Yeah. Okay. Give me five moves in the exact way they were in the movie. Any five moves, but in sequence. You can't <laughs> no, do no. it, can you? <laughs> can't do it. But what are the five moments you remember most from the movie? Exactly. You got the dojo thumb thing, the Bruce Lee imitation. You got Keanu leaning back, dodging bullets. You got Carrie Ann doing the crane jumping up, right? Like it's it just shows and when, you. When he goes, right. there is no spoon. You remember <laughs> moments. In great Jet Li movies, you yeah. may not remember that, but remember the moments of him doing his thing. It's all about that moment. It's Killer Harkin getting shot in the ass. It's him doing the inhaler. They remember these character beats. So the other side of choreography is not just create choreography that seems to be memorable or is wowing or anything like that. People, the biggest secret in action, when everybody asks you, what's what's the secret of great action? What's, and you know, you'll have all these other choreographers tell you, well, you know, the choreography's got to tell a story. You know, you got to tell a story in action. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that helps for sure. But there's great martial art movies with all these stories in the martial arts about breaking the sword or healing the thing or doing the special move. And you still can't remember a fucking thing about them. You know, you think they're cool, but you can't like, so, okay, what creates a great moment? A great moment is usually associated with your memory, with the person, the person doing the moment. It's not just you know, McLean or, you know, Harry or anything. It's Clint Eastwood being dirty Harry, right? Make my day. It, it's yeah. Bruce Willis being John McLean. It's Keanu Reeves being John Wick. The secret to great action is you you have to love the person. If you love the guy, you love the woman, you love the person doing the move, you're going to love the moves. Like, let's face it. Jackie Chan has done some amazing choreography and he's done some choreography that's okay. I love him either. I, I don't care if he's torn a pencil I remember from Police Story of him just juggling phones and pushing in a chair. Like that sequence stays with me 30 years later. Yeah. And all he was doing was juggling phones, you know? And I remember Police Story of just yeah. doing the double twist through the glass. Like that's the moment. I could probably give you two or three other moves in it, but it's those moments that they've created. And you love them because afterwards he's done the joke. He's done the move. You you just feel so good for Jackie. Like you believe him when he gets up. You know, they love Killer Hawking because yeah. you've created that five-page scene that you already love with the laugh and the inhaler. They already like this guy. And then when you see him spin hook kick, you're going to fucking love him. You know, you love John Wick because we've already beaten the shit out of him for four movies. So when he does a backhand, you're like, oh, my God, it's amazing. It really wasn't. We just built a yeah. good character, you know. And that's, I think, the real secret behind action is build a character that you love or that you hate or that you're interested in. Somebody that you either root for or want to despise. And then if you can put him with some cool moves and you can create a moment that gives the audience a breath to go, oh. Wow, he fell down all the stairs. Or wow, he did the splits. Or wow, he got hit by the car. Or, wow, he did that cool little spin the sword thing. Then they're going to remember you. That's it. You remember Neo. You don't remember his choreography. You remember, you know, Morpheus. You don't remember his choreography. 
You remember Morpheus doing the choreography. That's what we, I mean, you know, I remember Boyka doing the double twos. I remember the first time I saw you do, you know, Boyka doing the corkscrew. Like, okay, like I, I'm in this, but it was the hair. It was the thing. It was the attitude. It was the, you know, fucking shredded body. Like I remember like that still moment, like you can't do any of the undisputed. You can't go through any of the Scott Atkins reels without seeing that moment. Okay. That defined who this guy was. It's awesome, man. Like that's the trick with choreography. Amazing stuff, Chad. Well, my wife and my kids have just turned up, so that means that this whole thing is going about to blow apart. <laughs> so so I, I guess we get, we got to do we got to do a part two about what's next because we only talked about what we've already done. I don't think anybody wants to hear about what we've already done. We got to go into what Scott Atkins doing next. Hopefully, he's working with Chad Stahelski again at some <laughs> point. <laughs> I think that that cool, that's going to be the key, man. Right. So we got a lot more of yeah. uh, John Wick stuff coming up. We got more stuff that we're really excited to talk about next for everybody out there. But I guarantee it, Scott Atkins is going to be a part of it. And I look forward to seeing what, how we're, how we're going to outdo Killer Harkin. So. I heard he's got like uh, a brother who's uh, thinner. And much <laughs> he's got a looking. distant cousin that's just great looking and shredded. <laughs> Thanks, Chad and Scott, for taking time to join us on Dynamic Duos. John Wick Chapter 4 is available now digitally and will be available on 4K Ultra HD Combo Pack, Blu-ray Combo Pack, DVD, and On Demand June 13th. Be sure to check out our next episode with Tom Taylor and Nicholas Scott, the creative team behind DC's Titans comic. And as always, thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment, please rate and review this show, and we'll see you next time on Dynamic Duos. Dynamic Duos.